Welcome everyone to MCU Rewatch, your path to Avengers Endgame. I am your host, Mark Turka, and on this episode, we are talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And to break it all down with me, as always, first up, Mr. Paris Lily. Paris, what's up, man? Hey, what is going on? I can't believe we're, we're like at the end. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's, it's going by so fast. Yep, yep, yep. As we're recording this for what, 10 days? I think yeah. out from the movie. Now, well, really days. nine. Yeah, true. It's crazy. And of course, that other voice you heard there, the man to round out our trio, Swain. Swain, what's up, man? Hey, welcome. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I am uh, dodging. Dodging all the spoilers, left and right. I know. As as today, literally, as of this recording, we have the Russo brothers putting out a written statement saying, (laughs) please don't spoil Endgame. We have... Was it Marvel Studios that put out that little like infographic yeah. that said like well, major I think it's the, or... Rus- the Russo brothers. Oh, they it. did that too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it's kind of weird to do an MCU podcast and have to go on your Twitter and mute Marvel, Endgame, <laughs> yeah. oh, Avengers, Tony Stark. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, but uh, so yeah, we're talking about Ant Man and the Wasp for this episode, and and we decided to put this one in front of Infinity War because we figured if we did Infinity War last, it would kind of be that last one for you to listen to before you go and see Endgame. So that's why we we know this released after Infinity War, of course, but we wanted to do it I think before uh, Infinity War just because it, it just makes sense, kind of in the grand scheme of things. But uh, Swain, do you have a little plot for this episode? <laughs> Maybe like. Uh- did you come up with one or no? I we I it's, kind of put it's you on the spot here. The Wasp. The Wasp. That's it. It's it's not really an Ant Man movie. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Wasp. She does kick some ass, man. Definitely in this in this movie. And once again, an epic car chase scene. What did I say last episode? I think we were talking about how the car scenes in the Marvel Studios movies are just insane. And this one, yeah. just again, it's another kind of funny for the yeah. for a superhero film to have some of the best car chases. But sure. It's true. And especially this one, they even just put a whole little twist on it when you have, you know, the teeny little matchbox cars driving down the street. And it's just so neat, I think, the way they uh, they pulled it off. But, you know, I think for, for me, this movie, I, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't say a lot of people, but, you know, you kind of have, if you had to pick one Ant-Man movie, which is your favorite? For me, I think I enjoy this one more uh, than the first one, um, really just because I think I like like the first 20 minutes of this movie i love i love seeing scott like in his house figure just seeing his day-to-day and it seems like the comedy of this one for me at least uh was just upped a little bit more because we were already comfortable with the characters we didn't have to go through who are these people and try to learn everybody and it just i don't know i enjoy this movie more i think than i did the first one what about you guys on the rewatch did you enjoy it more than the first one or no I still prefer the first Ant-Man over Ant-Man and the Wasp, but but I, I do get what you're saying, and, and I agree. We're, we're comfortable with these characters. We know this world now and, and the comedy. I think that's what it, what it was for me. It was with the first Ant-Man, that comedy, I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as mm-hmm. it was, whereas this one, I already I came in with that expectation. And, yeah, of course, getting to see, you know, uh, Hope in action as the wasp. I mean, she just kicked ass, which I, which I absolutely loved. Um, one, one thing about it though, uh, Hank Pym is kind of a D bag. <laughs> yeah, oh, he really yeah. is. Oh, totally. Especially yeah. in this movie. Yeah. He's such a yep. grump the entire time. Uh, I would say I like this one more and I think it's the better movie of the two. Um, it's funnier. It's got more action. It's got a better villain. It's got, 
so much more laughs, like like way way more than the first one. Uh, and you get to get more superhero out of it. It's like top to bottom, filled with different uh, oh, more more action from the the superheroes, and you get to see Giant Man again. Yeah, yeah. I love just speaking of the comedy, the one scene that just cracks me up every time I see it is doing, you know, Lawrence Fishburne when they kind of reveal that he's yeah, one of the villains yeah, and he's yeah, got them all yeah. tied up and, and yeah. Scott's phone starts ringing. <laughs> I mean, that is still just to this day, one of my favorite moments, I think, in that the MCU. must be a dad thing, right? Like, yeah, it, probably. Yeah. It's just like, no, I got to answer the phone. He's like, it could be an emergency. Like, it's yeah. just that's exactly what a Where father. Where are my shoes, dad? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I love that. I, my favorite. My favorite bit from this whole thing is uh, when they're doing the truth serum scene and he like goes through the whole nine yards and at the, the very end, um, Ghost shows up out of yeah. nowhere and it freaks everyone up. <laughs> yeah. You got, uh, what's the other in the corner? Go, Bubba Yaga! <laughs> so right, because he says, yeah, he tells that story of his people. That's great. Um, you know, there's a lot, I think, with the quantum realm, obviously, in this movie. And I think that, you know, on, on the surface, this movie looks like just another adventure with Ant-Man. And, you know, we're introducing the Wasp and it's this fun action movie. But I think when we look forward to kind of theories on where Endgame is going to go, this could be pretty impactful, I think, for what the, there's just the role of the quantum realm kind of in well, here. Go there's got to be a, a really good reason this yeah. came out after infinity war like infinity war was a bit of a letdown like like it brought you way down it was a down and yeah. it was like yeah. the idea yeah. that like Palette i have, to wait, I have mm-hmm. to wait a year to mm-hmm. like kind of finish up this story a little bit it was rough <laughs> yeah. and going into that summer and having ant-man there was just like okay here's a little bit of hope like here's a little, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> we got a lot uh, of hope in this one. There's a lot of hope. Uh, here's a little bit of hope for you as to what Endgame might be, um, like trending towards. Because we got so much talk about quantum. They used to just like talk about it very freely. Everyone in the movie, yeah. Like Lawrence Fishburne's character, um, they talk about Ghost past involves the quantum realm. The Ghost is like messed up from. Yeah. Like the quantum realm, it's all in this movie. Well, and really, really, it's a big old wink, like wink. Oh, 100% it is because actually, like you said, Ghost is obviously a very pivotal character for the direction I think they're going. And Bill Foster actually, when he's giving his lecture, kind of explains, I think, what they're going to do when we get to Endgame because he's talking about the quantum realm. And if you do certain things in there, it can it not that it can create, but it can take you to parallel realities. And Ghost, her whole issue is she's constantly phasing between parallel yeah. realities at all times. And that's why she's constantly in pain. So at the end, when Janet kind of, you know, centers her and, and brings her whole quote unquote heals her and then they're going to get the quantum energy to basically fix her 100 percent. I, I really think that's a hint towards Endgame. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going Stark or Banner or whoever's going to figure out using the quantum realm, maybe the Barf technology and the quantum energy. They're going to go to parallel realities to uh, do whatever is, it is they're going to do. The the Endgame is Hank Pym's nightmare. Yes, 
pretty much all of his research is going to end up in Tony Stark's hands. Yes. Yeah. And Tony exactly. Stark's going to use it to save the universe. Yep. Yep. And well, Hank Pym will never live it down going forward. If he remembers, like if we have a timeline where like certain people remember or he remembers, he's going to hate the fact that Tony Stark saved him. Yeah, a yep. Stark. Yeah, had to save you. <laughs> well, I think going back to your theory too, Paris, about just the idea of they're able to go to alternate realities, but they're also able to go to these alternate realities at different times in those realities. It seems because we we have Scott himself having visions of almost himself as being hope, right? I mean, like right. time traveling to an extent. You even have Hank when he goes in and they're all walking up to him. So he's at almost at a, like a different time. So if they're able to go to a different time and kind of to your theory and find where stones were in these alternate realities and then somehow be able to capture these stones and make them I guess, gonna, physical in this reality, they're going to be able to build the Stark gauntlet, which is kind of the whole theory gonna, that you said. It's They're going to have to do it quick though. Cause we see it in this movie where Hank really starts to get messed up by being. Yeah. In yeah. Like, oh yeah. It, there's going to have to be some sort of solution that makes it so that they can travel easily through the quantum realm or else, like like I said, it's going to be like hectic and people well, well, are is, not going to maybe, maybe they'll lose people in the quantum realm. Is Janet maybe that link? She was able to somehow maintain herself there long yeah, enough for 30 and, years, and learned yeah. enough. So maybe she's the one that leads the teams in there or maybe she just she goes she's the one that they send. I mean, I, I know I could see Hope and Hank obviously not wanting her to go because they would fear they would lose her again, but, you know, she was yeah, able but she's to... Dust, she's dusted, she's though. She's dusted, so though. She, yeah, oh, so she right. Can't. Yeah, she oh, can't. Oh, man. The after Wait, credit scene, everyone... Duh! They bring her back, then. They gotta bring her back. She's the first one to come back. But here's something else. Just I know this oh. is kind of delving in the endgame stuff, but it's been confirmed that Selvig has been dusted, Right. But there hasn't been any confirmation on Bill Foster. And outside of Hank Pym and Janet, he's probably the third most knowledgeable person on the quantum realm. So does he play a factor in this beyond? Because by the end, yeah, he's he's, you know, the quasi villain of of the movie. But by the end, he was doing it for a greater good. He was trying to heal ghost. And and, you know, uh, you hear um, Scott even at the end before he goes into quantum realm, you know, to help their friends, obviously. So they're back. Bill is back in their good graces again, so he's not a villain anymore. There's mm. a bit of speculation based off of the Endgame trailer. There's like an IMAX version of the one trailer, and you see Scott dragging something behind him yep. in the one scene where he's like looking at the pole and he sees all the missing yeah, signs yeah, yeah. and everything, which obviously feels like a, like a time jump there. But um, it looks like he's carrying around the lab. Like the he has the handle he's yeah. he's carrying something and the lab was like on one of those like roller suitcases. Yep. Through this movie, they, so they did have that portable uh, like at the very end too. They had the van tested. and the, the van, van yeah. is like in the um yeah, in you the see other, that other trailer one, too. Yeah, in the other yep. trailer where he shows up at the Avengers facility. <sighs> so he technically might be bringing two versions of the quantum like. <laughs> yeah. Mate. I love our Ant Man and the Wasp episode is totally going down the road of just <laughs> well, more speculation over. Honest. No, we're so close that I actually wanted to steer it back in, into the movie proper because, um, you know, I, I, I've always loved Walton Goggins, you know, just from The Shield and just other things that he's been in. And he's always played a sleazeball so great. Oh, yeah. And he just does it here as Sonny yep. Birch. He plays it so well. And then, and of course, you know, you got Michael Pena and, and that whole crew. It's like if if I did, they can they didn't confirm that Lewis was dusted, right? 
We we don't no, know. We don't know. Because no. look, I, I don't care how it happens, what they do, but we have to get another Lewis recap <laughs> of like the entire MCU. The whole that thing. Would just be oh amazing. my god, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> he catches who? I'm trying to think who's been gone long enough that could show up, and then Lewis just catches him up on everything, like all the way back to almost every single movie. Or oh, you know what? I'm surprised. Ant-Man. Yeah, I guess it could be. Yeah, I, but I'm surprised Marvel hasn't like doubled down on that in a trailer. Like, how great would that have been for a trailer for Endgame? Oh I mean, maybe, maybe they could release that after the movie's out a little bit and some people have seen it, but that would just be classic of him, just a 12 or 15-minute summary of everything that's happened. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, because yeah, if, if supposedly, let's say, Scott's been trapped in Quantum Realm for a year, and then he comes back a year after the, the decimation, and then he, he finds Louis, Louis, and he's like, <laughs> and he explains everything that's happened. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be so good. Oh, that's awesome! I can see uh, that oh. being like an extra on the on the DVD. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yep. But another another thing to bring up is Cassie because I I love again Scott with his daughter Cassie. I love when he's on house arrest and they're they're playing the game through the house and you know they're going through the whole tunnel thing and all that. But you can tell that she's aspiring to she wants to be a, a hero too. Mm-hmm. That that's her whole thing. That partner. when she grows up, she wants to be a hero. I don't know if we'll get a nod to any of that in Endgame or whatever, but if they eventually do the Young Avengers, I forget what she becomes in the comics, but she actually does become a hero hmm. later on in, in the comics. So they're, they're kind of laying those seeds here in Ant-Man and the Wasps to explore Cassie's, Cassie Lang in the future. Yeah. By the way, I love the music in this movie. And the one, one scene, just speaking of, of, of Cassie, is when he goes to the school... And he's just a little tiny ant man, just kind of running around yeah. like I, yeah, just the yeah. music that plays during that. Just I was chuckling the whole time. It's just perfect uh, what they played there. Let, I mean, let's talk about the villain too. And, and I say villain, but in terms of uh, just Ava as ghost. I mean, what do you guys think of her? I guess I mean they had to have a villain, obviously, in this film. I think her being the villain here, it's not that she's a, a fantastic villain per se. I mean, she's obviously very cool the way she looks on screen and, and those the way she kind of just is able to. What, what do you call it? like transport herself through things or just basically smooth her way right through things but i think it's really the fact of how like you said she is just corrupted by the quantum realm and so the idea that you can have the quantum realm affect people in reality in that way because because we really know just her origin was that she was with her parents her father was essentially doing an experiment and he or she just ran back to save her father essentially and then did she basically absorb the blast that came out of that is that kind of what i guess we need to assume so the power yeah. of the quantum realm somehow just mm-hmm. blasted into her um or you know, took like ripped her apart and then she kind of came back together yeah um they don't really get specific to what um exactly caused it but i think this is like i like this villain because it gives you a little bit of like she has a purpose as to why she is like she's basically in pain constantly yeah and the people that she's relied on and have looked to for help have only turned on her and used her for her whole life one of which being shield right yeah one of which being shield 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 yep. had her doing her dirt, their dirty work, and they had her doing the dirty work for a while. There, this is probably pre Tony Stark, if we're being we're uh, mm-hmm. honest here. Um, and it like just sets up this like very interesting moment where it's like she she just wants to be fixed at this point, 
and she knows she doesn't have much time left. So she's kind of desperate. She's looking for whatever she can do, whatever she can like, you know, uh, just steal from someone trying to steal the lab. Mm -hmm. Um, she may, she isn't necessarily this person, but it's come to this. And I like I like those odds rather than just like a big bad that is another version of Ant Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 again, this is the evolution. Even like you just said, even going from Yellow Jacket to here with Ghost. I mean, you you have a quote unquote villain who you can sympathize with their reason for doing what they're doing. Even mm-hmm. Bill Foster, you can sympathize with why he's doing what he's doing. Now, now, Sonny, of course, he's just your typical, hey, I'm sure. just trying to get highest bidder, steal the technology kind of thing, to so throw him him in there. But he he was more comic relief than actual villain, yeah. if yeah. anything. You know, So I, I thought they did a pretty good job with, with, with the villains here. In, well, in, well that's what Wasp. I think was kind of neat. It was, a, it was a, like a stark contrast. Like you almost needed yeah. to have Sonny in there just to he be... He grounded you as, right. yeah. as yeah. villain. Mm-hmm. Like, it, was a, it made it so that it seemed if it was in our world, we can believe it. Like there was this guy that like has a bunch of money. He's kind of a sleazeball. We've all like, we've all seen that, that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to, to uh, Randall Park playing Jimmy Woo, the detective. Yes. He's great <laughs> in this movie. I mean, He's every great. time, you know, he, it's almost like he just wants to become friends with Scott and like, he, you know, he gets all like hard on him and he's, he's just being serious, doing his job. And then what does Scott say? He's like, what do you mean? You, you want to go out and get something to eat? And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, do, do you want to do you want to go get, get dinner no no no, no. It's, i just i yeah. love that character it's so funny yeah. i hope i actually hope we get to see more of him i think he needs to be almost like the luis like just a recurring character in these ant-man movies uh kind of moving forward i think he's he's just funny man um what else who else are we going to talk about uh i guess with well this? i think i think another thing to come out of this again to just tie it back into the overall scope of the mcu we pick up with scott which also relates to what Hawkeye is currently doing at, at the same time in parallel is they made deals after what they did helping Captain America in Civil War. Right. Yeah. When, to get out. when they got when they got busted <clears throat> out, out of prison because they didn't want the pressure on their families by being on the run. So they turned themselves in and made a deal with Ross and wound up you know, on house arrest, I guess, what was it? Two years, they said, yeah. or two years house arrest or whatever. And yep. as we pick it up, Scott is like right there at the very end, you know, coming off a of house arrest, which ironically enough lines up perfect, perfectly with, with the snap from Thanos. But, um, that, that was interesting to see because honestly, I was not expecting that at all going to the movies. Like, Oh, that's how they, they resolve these two not being in the events of infinity war and yeah, it would make sense. Of course, he would turn himself in because he wouldn't want the government going after his family, you know, after, right. after he tried to help Captain America, which, again, bring it full circle back to Hope and um, Hank Pym. They hated Scott because Scott <laughs> went against everything that Hank had told him to go help Captain America, basically unauthorized, went to go help Captain America using his suit. So Hank was pissed at him because all that stuff got confiscated, the whole thing. Because because I guess that was the other thing. He kept asking him what he did with the suit. And, oh, yeah, of course I destroyed it. I got rid yeah, of it. Yeah. You know? But of course he did. <laughs> of course he kept it. You know? So, yeah, it was, yeah, that was real good. Do you think we're going to see a swarm of ants attack Thanos or some, oh, something my, like oh, that, that so in – Endgame oh, be because we we see yeah. just more abilities of the ants. Yeah, which yeah, every time we're like we were watching it, my wife she's like the ants are so cheesy. I'm like they are, but it's I think it's cool. I mean, it just plays into the character. 
Yeah. But you could see them utilizing a swarm of ants, especially when you go back to the first movie and they talk about all the different kinds. But there's like four different kinds that he uses, like the fire ants and all that. I mean, he could just unleash a swarm if they can somehow get Thanos back on Earth, which we, you know, we've seen some things potentially on in trailers and that that there may be something back on Earth. They're able to get the ants, get the ants on board, get them fighting for the gauntlet. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that would be really neat and just kind of a fun twist. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be the ultimate thing that brings Thanos down, but I think it would be neat to kind of see that and more just to see his reaction to something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think sure. it would be pretty cool. Unless half the population of the ants are down and they're they're up for revenge too, right? I mean, is it every every life Can't form swarm in the world? Up. Yeah, it could be. Although they probably have tons, tons, and tons more than the, we have humans and the rest of the races out there. Um. What else? Anything else with Ant Man and the Wasp? Well, 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 well Janet Van Dyne her, herself, Michelle Pfeiffer. You know the original Wasp. I mean, you know, brief wasn't in the movie that long, but um, she was kind of the the person that continued the education of the quantum realm for us. She was kind of our guide into the quantum realm because I mean, of of everyone, she has the most experience with it, and we've learned that because she was in there so long, it has literally altered who she is mm. like she I, I guess she i guess she has powers now yeah somehow she got powers of, uh, yeah coming out of the quantum <laughs> sure. realm so yeah that was good oh by the way i guess the other thing to shout out i i thought they took the the special effects oh. took another leap from the first ant-man to this one with just the shrinking technology no, the way yeah. i mean it all looked just so seamless i mean it, it looked real everything like even yeah everything looked real yeah, yeah. Like we said, you know, I remember talking about it when we did the first Ant-Man show and it was, you know, just kind of saying like, oh, with the ability to shrink down, like, what does that look like when you fight? And we got to see that for the first time in the first movie. And now you take it to the next level where you have two people with the yeah. ability to shrink fighting one enemy. I mean, what would that look like? I mean, obviously, Hope isn't really going to be there to fight alongside Scott against Thanos. But what would that look like the two of them? in battle with Thanos. I mean, it would almost look like what we see in Infinity War when you see Spider-Man kind of popping out of the portals and all that, you know, with them just keep getting mm -hmm. big, getting small, maybe trying to go into the gauntlet. I mean, I don't know if we're going to see that. I hope we get to see something like that at some point. Um, but yeah, the, the special effects in this are, are fantastic for sure. Yeah, I mean... And then he... They, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, like, I, I really, really enjoyed when they were, like, working together and and fighting. There's a lot there that could be explored in like future Ant-Man stuff, mm -hmm. um, and you kind of like get the the idea that they've 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 trained together. Like they talk about a little bit that they were starting to work together as a team, and she was upset that he was he didn't give her a call when you know Cap asked for help. Yeah. So, um, I I want to I want more of that. One that like Buddy Ant-Man the. Wasp, I want this but, to be yeah, one right. of the shows on Disney Plus. Like I don't yeah, want just I think an Ant Man, Ant -Man and, would fit like, nice. Ant Man into and that. the Wasp would be a great show. I think you know every year or two you get like a ten episode run. <coughs> I think would be awesome. They might be yeah, too with, expensive. That yes. Yeah, well, yeah. well, we know Paul Rudd doesn't age, so they can literally <laughs> yeah, do it. Good for another twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Another thing uh, I thought was really good, and oh my god, I'm I'm blanking on it now because we were talking about the shrinking, the fighting. Oh. When they're actually in the quantum realm itself, just the imagery of the quantum realm, mm. I thought looked fantastic. And there's also an Easter egg, which which has been confirmed now. You do see a city inside the quantum realm. And if you go back to the comics with the microverse yeah, and all that, yeah, they confirmed that that is legit. I don't I, know if we explored an endgame or not, but it is there. And I'm sure they're going to go there in the wow. future. My favorite little, it's not an Easter egg because it wasn't confirmed or anything, but my little note 
that someone brought up in the like months right after uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp came out is that when you sync up the snap with the after credit scene uh, and Ant-Man is just floating in the yes. quantum realm, mm-hmm. there's a moment where it happens and you see the whole quantum realm light up with like these like little like trailing lights and people think that that is the pathway to the like inside of the soul stone or something like that because it's they think it's a lot of people all the people that have been snapped are being transported and one other thing out of that is you and 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 again it's left up to interpretation but a lot of people think you actually see thanos in that moment mm-hmm. in the quantum mm-hmm. realm, like the outline of Thanos, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, if you line it's, it up with exactly, it's worth the snap. rewatch. If you, yeah, if you for go sure. back and look at it, it is very distinct that the whole area around yep. him starts to light up and move faster. And it, there's like a video out there of it being synced with all of the people disappearing and the snap happening. So, hmm. Interesting. Uh, what about the Stan Lee appearance in this? We got Stan trying to get in his car and the car <laughs> shrinks. Yeah. And when yeah. he says, uh, well, the 60s were great, but now I'm paying yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <That's> classic. <laughs> uh, great scene uh, I'm, there. I'm glad he wasn't on a bus. <laughs> yeah. Always on the bus, right? Which he was in uh, Captain Marvel, but I think I love the Captain Marvel appearance. Uh, yeah. And there with the Mulrat script, I thought it was great. Uh, and then what else? Well, of course, we got the, the post credit scenes, like we'd mentioned before. Everybody gets dusted with with Scott stuck in the, in the quantum realm. And then the last one is uh you know it's the amp playing the drums but i think the cool bit is we see the emergency broadcast system yes. on the tv so it's not just like people disappeared and and nah, obviously people wouldn't that wouldn't go unnoticed but there was worldwide this huge massive just uh, the emergency broadcast system on television and radios and everything so um i well, I, I hope we almost get a little bit of a glimpse into yeah, the reality of the real world when all that when all this went down you know but see, I think I think that's what we get with Scott when he gets out of the quantum realm, which I guess we should bring up the fact that right before he goes in, uh, Janet explains to him, like, hey, don't get sucked into a time vortex, like big red flag right, right there. You know, we may not be able to get you out, but we're under the assumption that he comes out post-snap and time has passed. I think we get to see the world through his eyes. Yeah. not knowing what the hell happened. And now he's in this world that has been completely decimated by Thanos. But I, but I do agree with your point. It would be nice to kind of get a glimpse of what the world is like right after the snap happens. I mean, we see a tiny sliver of it with um, Nick Fury, uh, you know, right. Yeah. you know, right at the end, you know, in the post credit of, of infinity war, but I would like to see that explored more. You know, you want, I mean, that could very well be the opening to the movie. You know, could yeah. be that. I mean, they could even show they've they've reused some of those uncredited scenes. It could be that Nick Fury scene could be the beginning of the movie almost, you know, where he puts out the call mm-hmm. to Captain Marvel. We see her get the call, and then the movie just kind of kicks off from there. Um, I don't know. I can't, guys, we're so close. So oh, close. Man. We have one more episode, and then that following episode, we're talking about Endgame. I can't wait. <sighs> All right. Well, anything else here on Ant-Man and the Wasp? Are you guys uh, good to go and just... Again, I thought it was a great palate cleanser coming off of Infinity War because Infinity War ended on such a bummer <laughs> that to then get this to be able to put a smile on your face yep. again about the MCU. But then 
remind you at Ray the very reminds end. you right at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He snaps everyone. Yay, we got Janet back. Everything is great. Nope. Because I got gone. I got to say this. I, I was actually shocked when, when we did the after credit and, you know, we see the snap. I didn't think he was taking Hank, Janet, and Hope. I thought it would have yeah. been like two of the three and one of them would kind of be left to be the person to explain you know, how the quantum realm works or how any of this nope. works, but you literally have Scott with no one left and just the technology. Now what does he do? Obviously, yeah. he decides to go to the Avengers, but yeah, it's it was a nice I, cliffhanger with him. I think uh, my one last little thought on this is like, I very much enjoyed it. Like I said, it was a great palate cleanser after Infinity War. Um, but I think the if I had to give one criticism is that they played a little bit too much into Scott being dumb, like mm. from time to yeah, time. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. And the the first in the first Ant Man, he's actually pretty smart. Like kind yeah. of like a a good criminal. He's a good like, crook. A, a, yeah, I mean he is. Yeah, and he's good at what he does. Uh, this they just kind of leaned into like he's surrounded by smarter people a lot more. And he doesn't have to lean on his smarts at all. But maybe that comes back in Infinity uh, in Endgame because he's by himself. He's got to think yeah. think things through. Got to figure shit out. Yep. So now I, one one last thing on that: do we do we think Cassie survived and we see an older Cassie? Yes, I think so too. But how much older? Like is I, it? I mean. Yeah, I agree with that. Hey, again, I don't know spoilers. So, okay, so, so wait, wait, wait. So you're, think, you're thinking, like, in the future of the MCU, or you're actually talking Endgame we're seeing? Endgame, Endgame. I think we see Endgame. an older I, I think I think we at least get a couple-year time jump, at least. So I think, do we see, like, in other words, has has Scott's ex-wife, basically Cassie's parents, you know, and then, you know, the stepdad, did they get snapped and Cassie's left without them? And then mm. Scott returns a couple of years later. You know, she's obviously thinks her father's gone too. Then he returns. I, Do we get that cameo? Because you the, would think. I think the only thing disproving that is I think in that world, Scott would stick around with her. Like, and then like yeah. bring, her, bring her with him or at least do something. Like maybe both the parents are still around. But um, I feel like you would see Scott like. All right, I'm gonna bring her everywhere with me because I now I have to like take care. Right. Of her. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, because I get maybe it would be more impactful if, like you just said, his ex-wife and you know the the stepdad don't get snapped and it's just Cassie. Just Cassie. And man. then and then that would give Scott even more motivation to I have to figure out a way to fix this and bring bring her back. Hmm, you know yeah. because everything he does is for Cassie, obviously. Hmm. So. Well, no I, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say this last thing before before we wrap this up, though. I do find it so ironic and sweet justice that arguably the most important character outside of Tony Stark going into Endgame will be Scott Lang. Yeah, his Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember even when we talked about it when we did our Ant-Man show, like when they announced they were doing an Ant-Man movie, everybody was just like, what? But yeah. he is honestly one of the most important people. And and. You know, even when you watch it, when we just did the rewatch here and you're seeing all those things about the quantum realm, it's like there's a reason we're diving so deep into this. This is the answer is here for some part of the answer has to be here in the quantum realm. And I think it's going to play a big part because it just seems like that's a, a space that even like Thanos himself maybe isn't really thinking about per se. You know, like he's sure. he's seeing the, the larger picture of, you know, basically what his intentions are to... 
I don't know, I forget the term he uses, and we're going to talk about it when we talk about Infinity War, but not necessarily to purify, I guess, societies, but basically make it where it's easier for them all to live and not live in poverty and, and be famished in that. But I don't think he's actually thinking of the quantum realm, and that's a space where the heroes probably can go and hide there, and he won't be able to get to them. So we'll see how it all uh, kind of plays out. But uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Our next episode will be our big Infinity War episode we're gonna be breaking down that movie and giving you all our just uh just some what predictions and things like that for endgame and uh then after that we will be uh, the following episode will be the big endgame spoiler cast so uh thank you everybody for tuning in and with that we'll catch you next episode